Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to episode 187, Letters to the Universe with Kelsey Aida. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. Please enjoy episode 187, Letters to the Universe with Kelsey Aida. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today we have Kelsey Aida on here to talk all things manifestation, scripting, and letters to the universe. She is a next generation thought leader who has taught thousands of people how to, to own their power and win at life through her inspirational blog, online courses, one-on-one coaching, and international retreats. She is also the best-selling author and co-host of the, the popular personal development podcast, High Vibe In It. Visit her site, Kelsey Aida, to learn more, to manifest the life of your dreams, and we'll be talking about her new book, Letters to the Universe, today, which I'm super excited, 50 Guided Letters to Help You Script and Manifest the Life that you want. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. I'm so excited to dive in this with you today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and I'm always down to geek out about some energy. Um, What's the word that I'm looking for? Like master play with energy and just manifesting all the things and even like what I like to call more direct manifesting, like going for the specific want, need, desire, because a lot of times we don't even know. We think, oh, I want this new car. I want this new house. I want this thing. I want these friends. I want this lover, yada, yada, which like, yeah, those are awesome. And those are super fun. And we should all create all the things. But deeper than that is like the flavor of life that we're like yearning for. Right. So it's like, how can we go straight for that and start living in that right now? Because we don't have to wait for the thing to show up. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. We do not. And That's what we want really anyway, is like when we get X, Y, Z thing, we don't really want the thing. We want those feelings that we think we're going to feel when we have that thing. Exactly. And I feel like 
it's like different levels, right? Like yeah. on the human level, we're like, okay, I do actually really want that house. So I can have a place <laughs> to live or like, I do actually really want a partner. So like, I'm not alone or whatever it is. But then if you take it to a higher level, mm-hmm. if we zoom out, it's like, okay, the truth of this yearning or this desire is the reason like why you want it, which people can ask themselves like, how do I think I'm going to feel when I have this thing? And then once you can identify the feeling flavor that you're after, that is not only the key to manifesting the surface desire that you said you wanted, but it is also just a vibrational hack of like, oh, now I know how to live my life in a way where I can feel how I want to feel. And as a bonus, the manifestation will come much more quickly, much more easily, because you'll be a match to it. But then you don't have to use your manifestations as like carrots on sticks, where you're using it as a condition that has to be met before you allow yourself permission to feel how you want to feel. Because a lot of times we withhold certain feelings from ourselves because we think, oh, if I allow myself to be happy now, then I'm not going to work hard enough to get the promotion. Or if I allow myself to feel loved now, I'm not going to let it in from someone else. Or if I allow myself to feel blah, 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 X, Y, Z, then we we think like in the ego mind that all these bad things are going to happen or we're not going to be motivated or we're not going to get it done. And that's just simply not true. Mm-mm, not at all. I'm sure we'll dive more in depth with this, but I would love to hear before we get to the super juicy parts, your transformation. Like I know we're manifesting all the time, but I would love to hear how you got into all this work and now putting out this beautiful man. Well, I guess guided manuscript of how to manifest and write a letter to the universe. Yeah. So I have Let's see, where should we start the story? I feel like my my conscious spiritual journey, like the first dark night of the soul was the initiation. And this happened when I was about 17 to like 20, like in that age range, I fell into a deep depression and I was still functional. Like I was going to school, I was going through the motions, but a lot, it was just like the perfect storm of like hormonal imbalance and lacking intimacy and connection in my in my relationships in my life even with myself and being allergic to feeling bad and um not being able to dance which I was a dancer my whole life so having that taken away was like very depressing and soul crushing (laughs) so all these things happen I fell into a depression and I kind of got stuck there because I was really not knowing how to feel how I felt, why I felt how I felt. I didn't really know how to process it and move forward. So I kind of just like fell into this hole. I was in it for a couple of years. And after doing that for so long, I was like, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like I need to figure out how to be happy. Like when you get so depressed, your only option is like, okay, I'm either going to end my life because this is miserable. And I know like I can't sustain this or I need to figure it out. So I was like, well, I'm not going to end my life because there are people who love me. And then I'm just going to make them miserable and like spread the disease to everybody. Right. So I was like, well, okay, I just need to figure it out. And I know like, I didn't just come here to be miserable. And also like, I used to be happy. I used to have like fun. I used to have passions. I used to like life. I used to be bubbly and social. And so just thinking back to like my true self before I got sick, I was like, okay, I'm just sick. When you get sick, you can get better. It's a temporary thing. Like when you get a cold, you're not just like, oh, now I have a cold for the rest of my life. I'm never going to get better. Like the body knows how to heal and you can support it in that. So 
I basically set an intention to the universe and I was like, universe, like God, life, whatever is out there, like help me. I need to feel better. I am done feeling like this. And from that moment on, that declaration helped me to just call in all the right resources, the right books, the right people, the right mentors, the right perspective shifts, the right um, just moments of gratitude, the right ideas. And so I started to slowly climb out of my hole and I started a gratitude journal. So journals are near and dear to my heart, which is why I finally created a manifesting journal. But I started a gratitude practice and every morning I would just write a couple of things that I was thankful for. And like in the beginning, it was hard because when you're depressed, you're like, I fucking hate my life. I'm not grateful for anything. Like everything sucks. But I was like, okay, I'm at least grateful like for my bed because I've been spending a lot of time in my bed or like I'm grateful for this delicious cereal because I love cereal or whatever it is, like stupid stuff. You can start there. And so I was doing that weeks go by of doing that. And what it does is it rewires your brain to look for what's right, what's working, what's good, how you're abundant, how you're blessed. And so after three weeks of an intense gratitude practice and like therapy and healing and all this type of work, I was like riding high. I was like, I've never felt this good in my whole life. I just like slingshotted out of the hole that I was in. And I hadn't even felt that good before I got sick. So I was just like, dang, I had no idea that this was like the levels I could reach. And now looking back, I feel like there has to be balance, right? So for however dark you go, however low you fall, there's going to be an opposite effect, right? So you can stretch your um, ability to feel in both directions. So I went all the way to the left into this depression. Now I went all the way into the right, like it expanded me in all directions. So now I have a bigger capacity for joy, love, expansion, gratitude, whatever, because of that contrasting experience. So in that sense, it was good. I wouldn't want to go through it again, but (laughs) I have the tools where if I did, it would definitely be different and not last three years. <laughs> so that's kind of like how it started. And when I started feeling better, I was reading a lot of Abraham Hicks. I was listening to a lot of just law of attraction stuff like, oh, my mind has the power. You know, I can create what I want. And I was just I've been a naturally powerful creator for a long time. So I was just setting intentions. They were happening left and right. And I was getting good. And then I was troubleshooting like, oh, well, this one's not happening. So I wonder why. And then I really learned how to like master my resistance. And so I just wanted to be like the next Deepak Chopra, Gabby Bernstein person to write a lot of books. Because when I came out of this darkness, there were so many tools that helped me and that really worked. And I was just thinking like, if everybody had access to these tools, then life could be so much easier, so much more enjoyable, have such a better quality and flavor to it. So that was when I decided like I wanted to be an author. And this um, manifesting journal is actually my third book. I've written a couple other ones about um, affirmations and mindset work and stuff like that. So that's kind of how my teaching journey began and how I became like a I don't know, a spiritual teacher, so to speak, but I never call myself that. I feel like I'm just a person who shares helpful information in a way that is easy to digest. And I also feel that I have a lot of access to just like universal information. So I just channel it through and I read it back and I'm like, dang, this is good. (laughs) This is really helpful. I mean, I feel like if people say that they, that they created stuff like that, I'm always a little wary. Like, 
it, you're channeling somewhere else, a higher part of you, source, yeah, whatever. Well, like it's yeah, I feel like it's a co-collaboration, <laughs> it's right? A co- like some yeah. of it is obviously like from the information that I understand and know yeah. and realize and like thoughts in my mind, but a lot of it is just like these universal truths pouring through, and then I add a little of my flavor onto that. Flavor, yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love getting to that like flow state and then just creating because we are we are creative beings and mm-hmm. tapping into that creative energy. And, um, I guess this is the next part of the conversation where like, what's that, you know, balance between taking aligned action versus just like sitting there and like, you know, waiting, (laughs) waiting, right. There's, there's this balance because I have to watch myself on this all the time. I'm a doer. I'm I can have a highly active solar plexus, right. Mm -hmm. Go, 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 go more, 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 more. But I have to, I have to pull back and, and remind myself, I need to just be and be open to the receive mode and take the action, but I don't have to take action all the time. And some people are the opposite. And sometimes it depends on the season of life and, you know, what you're doing, but like, what's your take on that balance of the action versus just like receiving mode kind of? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I think a lot of times when we get super deep into like the energy of the law of attraction, we start almost having this like secret belief in the back of our mind, like, I don't have to do anything in the 3D now, I can just lay on my couch and wait for everything to come to me. And like, that's all fine and dandy. But part of the reason why you came here in a three dimensional body was so you could get your hands dirty and make some stuff happen, move some things around, meet some new people, like get in there physically. So I think if you're too far in the like waiting to receive space, then that's not the most healthy. And then if you're too far in the action space, then that's not the most healthy either. So I feel like how you you said it like totally in your question, like everybody has their their default that they fall to, right? Like I default to like doing too much. Like how you said, I know there's probably people listening who default to like not doing too much. (laughs) So finding that balance is really just like a personal play and like experimenting with what works for you. And I know, so I'm a manifesting generator in human design. Do you know what your human design is? Yeah, I'm the same. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. A lot of bloggers are like manifesting generators. So that makes sense. So for me, I'm always going back and forth between like, oh, I want to do all these projects and do them all at once. And then I'm like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm doing too many things. I don't want to do anything. And then I'm like, oh, I'm bored again. I want to take on all this stuff. So I'm always like taking on, taking off, taking on, taking off. So I don't know. It's just really playing around for each person. I feel like you have to experiment and discover like the flow that works best for you. Oh, 100%. And that changes too. Yeah. Based on like, time of life, you know, whatever. Yeah. And your goals and the season and yeah. Or even like as a woman, your menstrual cycle, Mm -hmm. I tune into my menstrual cycle a lot in terms of manifestation and letting go. And it's, for me, it's a sacred time where when my period starts, I drop as much as humanly possible off my plate, just be able to be, to listen to rest, whatever I need to do. For me, the veil is super thin at that point. So like, you know, the joke is PMS, we hear, we, we get crabby or like, yeah. you know, but, but that stuff that's been bothering us then is coming to the service for us to listen to that cycle. Like, listen, you ignored this, this entire cycle, here's an opportunity. And it's 
that contrast, right, that you described so beautifully of it, it enables you to feel more in either direction and propels you either. So what's your take on that contrast? Because people get so stuck, and I do too, on contrast, like, well, my bank account is at zero. How the heck is it going to get to a million? You know, we focus on that lack and that sure. contrast. But for me, the contrast, like you so poignantly said, it, it's an opportunity for you to feel more. Yeah. And there's even more value to the contrast that I can elaborate on. So the contrast I like to think of, it's like step zero in the manifesting process. You experiencing contrast is what initiates the opposite of what you're experiencing. Without this experience, this negative experience, this unwanted experience, you wouldn't have such a strong desire for what you're asking for next. Okay. So it probably wouldn't happen to the degree that it's about to happen. So the contrast is setting the stage. It's prompting you to ask deeper, to ask harder, to line up faster to what you truly want. So in a way, contrast is like an expedited way to get to where you want to go. It's like a hardcore way to like go there. Um, and it's, it's something that you can't escape in life. It's just a part of life. Like in order for there to be expansion, there has to be contrast. So we're going to go through periods of contrasting and expanding and contrasting and expanding. And that's the normal flow of nature. I mean, if you look at a tree in the winter, that's contrast right there. If you look at it in the summer in full bloom, like you can't have one without the other. So it's really just, if you can accept how nature works and that you're a part of nature, and if you can understand that contrast is valuable and that it leads to expansion, and you can really grasp that like these bad unwanted things are not happening to you, they are happening to propel you, then you can be less annoyed about it when it's happening. But when you're in the middle of contrast, like it's going to be annoying. It's going to be unwanted. You're not going to like it. And you're probably not always going to be able to access that higher perspective of like, oh, this is in my best interest. This is why this is happening for me. Like that comes later. <laughs> that comes after the healing. Once you've received what you asked for, you're like, oh, now I know why that didn't work out. Oh, now I know I had to go through that like shit show. You know, you're like, oh, I get it now. I get it. And so that will come in time. <laughs> you can oh, trust yeah. that there is a good reason why it's happening and you just might not know why yet. You don't have that clarity yet. But if you can have the knowing that this is not for nothing, okay? You're not suffering in vain. You're not going through the ringer just to go through it, okay? There is reason and it's going to be better. <laughs> then you can resist it less. And the less you resist it, the quicker you get through it. Exactly. What what we resist persist. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I, I'm giggling. You guys can't see me, but I'm laughing because like, yeah, like I'm sure Kelsey in the same way, but for me, it's like, I still go through that. And like, I, I practice law of attraction all the time. And then now it's like, I just had a big, a big moment where we are built, about to build a house. And this has been a huge manifestation coming. And of course it happens right before I have this interview with the manifesting queen here. Um, <laughs> Perfect timing. But it was like all the shit that had to happen, all the contrasts where like two, two, three years ago, I would have never thought this is possible. But I now can see during it, all those little dark nights of the soul or the contrast and everything that had to come up, had to come up for a reason 
so I could become and be that person who's energetically aligned with the house. Yeah. And, and I think it. we don't talk about that part enough, the yeah. becoming, because yes. we all talk about the things that we want and the desires and the fulfillment and like achieving that. But really the manifesting journey is one of becoming who you want to become because the reason why you want those things is because you want to be that version of you who can hold them, who can receive them, who can play in them, who can have that life experience. So it's really a personal journey of evolution, growth, expansion, healing, releasing resistance. And when you line up with that, you're going to line up with all your desires really naturally. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, the first point you made where we jumped into this deep dive was like, I forget what you specifically said, but, but like more general manifesting with like the emotions rather than like, I want the specific house or I want the specific dog. I've done those. I've done that, but I love, also love just like, are you speaking of like manifesting like more joy or like fun, pleasure? Yeah. All of those things. So basically what I was diving into and we can go even deeper here is we always want something because there's a feeling that we're after. And when you can consciously realize what you're after, you can go directly to it. So let's say I want to manifest a relationship so I can feel connection and I don't know, so I can feel wanted. Connection and wanting are something that you can find in all different areas of your life, in a group setting, at your work, within your family, with your friends, with yourself. Um, You don't need that specific person. You might think you need them. You don't need them to fulfill those feelings for you in this exact moment. You have access to all feelings all the time. So when you realize that and you learn how to tap into them, you can bypass the desire for now. I'm not saying unwant your desire because you cannot. That's impossible. Bad advice. If anyone tells you to stop wanting what you want, do not listen. (laughs) But in the meantime, you can resource yourself with those feelings. How can you conjure them in the moment with a memory? How can you build more connection with yourself? How can you connect more deeply to the friends that you have now? How can you connect more deeply to your family? How can you connect more deeply to nature? If connection is what you're after, live in connection now. Cultivate connection now and your person will be right on the other side and a lot of times we get impatient with manifesting because we're just like oh it hasn't happened yet I must be doing something wrong it could just be that it's taking time for your person to get to where you are it could just be that it's taking time for your person to heal their stuff so that they come into the relationship with a more elevated clean slate it could be that that dream job that you're asking for doesn't exist until two months from now. Like you don't know all the puzzle pieces. So the best you can do is not make it mean negative things about yourself or about your life, <laughs> but just be like, there must be a good reason why this isn't here yet. Either I'm not ready to receive it, which is fine. That just gives me more time to master my energy or it's not perfect yet and Abraham Hicks always says this funny thing that's like do you want it now or do you want it better like you could be like I want my house today but your house isn't even built you're about to build your dream house it's gonna take time in the 3d sometimes things take time so in the meantime how can you cultivate those feelings of how you want to feel in your new house whether it's relaxed whether it's open whether it's safe whether it's like a nester a homemaker like all those feelings you can access right now in the meantime as you 
gracefully wait for your manifestation to arrive in the 3D. Oh, I love that. And I've done that before with relationships, with with other other places that I manifested. Um I ma- I manifested so my my first apartment that I I, I it was my late 20s. I'd never lived alone before. It was my first time in living alone and I wanted a bathtub because I love meditating in there. It's very healing for me, but my price point was only one bedroom and there was no bathtubs in one bedroom. I was like, I, I know this is the place. I know this is the place that I kept meditating and visualizing and visualizing. And then I just felt really called to go to their website again and look on their site map and you could see every single unit. And I was, I saw right on the, the map on the first floor there was a one bedroom with a bathtub and it ended up being an ADA compliant or handicap compliant apartment. So I needed a bathtub and I, I was able to get it, but it was like, I had, you have to surrender the how. And I was like, well, maybe I have to go to a different place, but the, the how and the when are the two things that we always want to know. And we are like, are so like that, that desperation, right. It comes yes. into play. So like, how do you deal with the desperation? We, we've talked about it, but it's like allowing things to happen, allowing the universe to come around. But like when we're feeling big contrast, I feel like for me, at least, including in the contrast, sometimes can be that desperation. Like I want it now. Yeah. Yeah. When you're finding yourself in desperation or lack or like neediness, like I need it. That is your invitation to resource yourself better. So going back to, and this might involve creativity to get your resource in a different way that's more accessible than what you think is possible. But going back to like, if you're like, I need to be in a relationship, I cannot be alone. Like I need this attention and this desire and this connection. Like that's your invitation to get what you need in a different way. Maybe you need to give it to yourself. Maybe you need to ask your family for it. Maybe you need to ask your friends for it. Like there are, maybe you need to see a therapist. Like there are ways that you can resource yourself when you're not so stuck in like how it has to look, right? Or let's say you're like, I need this money. I don't know how to get it. I don't know what to do. Like there are resources out there to get a loan. Maybe you need to have a different job for a little while. Maybe you need to ask, maybe you need to do trades with people. Like you can resource yourself so that you're not so desperate and needy because that removing that like tinge of desperation and neediness is going to open up and soften your body enough for you to actually receive what you're asking for. But as long as you're stuck in that neediness and desperation, that's not the place to receive your manifestation from. That's the place to like send your desire into the universe in a very strong way. Like I freaking want this, (laughs) you know, that's going to create a really strong desire, but that's not going to create it happening very quickly if you're stuck in that emotional state for a long time. So how can you give yourself what you need in a creative way to at least take the tinge off so you're not so needy, so you're not so desperate, so you can relax a little bit because from there, that's when the solutions come, that's when the open doors come, and that's when your manifestation can come. Amen. And for me, when I started this journey, I wasn't sure specifically like what I wanted, 
it was more like, I just don't want to feel like this shit anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the depression. <laughs> I want anything the, but this. <laughs> the anxiety, the all, all the bad things. I just don't want this. So from that start, like, um, and gratitude journaling helped too, right? And that helps clarify like, oh, I do have things that I like and like, I want more of this. If somebody is in that space, like, what would you suggest doing? Like, how do yeah, we move from there? so when you know that you want something different than what you're experiencing, but you don't know what you want, you just know you want out. <laughs> that is your invitation to look at the opposite of what you're experiencing. Because usually that is what you want. If you're like, oh, I feel sad, probably you want to feel happy. If you feel angry, probably you want to feel peaceful. If you feel separate, probably you want to feel together. If you feel, you know, like you're in a dark place, you probably want to feel like you're in a light place. If you're feeling lack, you probably want to feel abundance. So look to the opposite of what you're experiencing and see if that feels like what you're going for. And then you can have more clarity as to where you want to go where you're going and how to cultivate those feelings because without any idea it's fine to be like that too like clarity comes naturally but if you're wanting to like access clarity more quickly ask yourself what is the opposite of what I'm experiencing and is that what I'm after yeah it's usually that simple sometimes I feel like we yeah. like to <laughs> everything yeah I try to keep it simple because yeah. we we think that like the more complicated it is like the better it's gonna work mm -hmm. or the more fancier the more whatever but it doesn't have to be complicated like this is nature this is natural we're creators the only reason why our manifestations don't come is because of resistance in one form or another so we don't have to make it so complicated <laughs> this is a natural thing we we're born to do we do all the time yeah mm -hmm. um with the resistance I I doing a lot of like shadow work or subconscious whatever you want to call it that that are these beliefs and thoughts that we have literally programmed into our mind whether it's to see negative or lack and we can reprogram them right like you said to see more positivity and love in the world um I find it's very important we can't just only do the, the the like manifesting all the good stuff but it's also when stuff comes up how do we reprogram how do we dive into those so we so we can shift our focus and our perspective and our subconscious what what what's your take on like the subconscious shadow resistance work yeah um I think it's very very important and I think that you can do it with yourself but it's easier to work with a practitioner because other people can get into your blind spots more quickly so this is a lot of the work that I do with my coaching clients I have a facilitator that does this work for me um I just believe that it's so important to look at your beliefs to look at your thoughts and question them do I want to believe this belief? Is this belief serving me? Is this story helping me get to where I want to go or not? And the first step is always becoming aware. So that's why we call it shadow work, right? Like these thoughts, these beliefs, these stories, these lies are in the back of your mind, in your subconscious, in the dark, right? So we got to shine a little flashlight in there, look at it and be like, yeah, I don't really want this up here anymore. I don't want this creating things in my life for me. I don't want this deciding how I'm going to live. I don't want this affecting my habits. I don't want this affecting, you know, my life. So every thought we have is going to create an experience, right? If you think I'm bad at math, 
you're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel stupid and you're probably going to do bad on a test. That is a math test. (laughs) If you think I'm amazing with women, you're probably going to land a lot of girls, you know? So like thoughts create effects in the body and in your life. And a belief is just, as we know, a thought that you think enough times where it becomes so solid that that's like a truth of yours. But these truths, these beliefs that we have, they can be pretty easily dismantled with evidence of the opposite. So I'll give you a good example that a lot of people can relate to. If you believe that all rich people are mean or a-holes or bad, okay, and you're trying to manifest money, this is not a good belief for you because you don't want to be bad. You don't want to be an asshole. So you're not going to manifest money. You're going to subconsciously push it away, right? So if you don't know this belief is running in your programming, it's going to be stopping you and you won't even realize, which is why it's in your subconscious. You're not aware of it. When you go to manifest money, if you ask yourself, are there any reasons why I wouldn't want more money? This might come to the surface as, yeah, if we have more money, we're going to be this evil person, (laughs) this bad person, right? So you're like, oh, I can't believe I didn't think this. Like I never realized. And when you bring it into the awareness, you bring it into the light. That is when you have a choice point. Do I want to keep this or do I want to toss it? Do I want to replace it with something better? And usually you'll want to throw it in the garbage and then replace it with something better. So in this case, well, I don't want to think that rich people are mean. So are there any examples of rich people who are nice, who are doing good things? And if you ask that question, you will find the evidence. And if you can get four good pieces of evidence, you can shift your belief like, boom. The old belief doesn't even matter anymore. I love that. Yeah, it's for me, what's kind of, I'm like dive deep into this nerdy stuff too. Of In this 3D reality, it's very subjective. So for me, the, the, my truth is whatever I believe. So I can change this belief. So my truth changes. So in that sense, there is no quote unquote truth. It's just based on like what you believe, your filter. And, exactly. and so to be able to understand that, but also realize that you can change and change those truths and those beliefs in your reality to anything that you want, essentially. It's powerful. And as humans, we are obsessed with giving meaning. Mm-hmm. and taking meaning from things. So we make everything mean something, right? If I don't land the job, that means that I wasn't good enough, right? That's a detrimental, disempowering meaning that you just assigned to a situation that probably isn't even true. Maybe someone else was more qualified. Maybe they didn't need to fill that position anymore. Maybe X, Y, Z, maybe you wanted more money than they can offer you. Like, It could be any number of things, but when you make it mean something bad about yourself or your life, that's where you get into trouble. (laughs) But if you know this and you realize, oh, I'm the one assigning meaning to my life, I'm the one giving meaning to these circumstances, then if you don't like how that meaning makes you feel, you can change it. (laughs) So instead of, oh, I didn't land the job, so that means I'm not good enough, it could be, I didn't land the job, so that means that that's not my job. For me, that means that there's a better job out there still. That means that wasn't the one. Same with like relationships, like, oh, I haven't found my person yet and I've been through like 10 relationships. So that means I suck at relationships. Or it could just mean 
that you're like on your way to your person. Or it could just mean that those people weren't good enough for you, couldn't give you what you needed. Like anything can mean anything. It's just a matter of how do you want to feel in your body when you think that thought? And you can, we can do this all together. Like think a negative thought about yourself and then just notice your body. Like it probably feels a little heavy. Maybe you feel like a little concave, just kind of like a drudgery of like an energy, right? Now think something great about yourself and then just notice in your body how much lighter you feel, how much more open you feel, how much less resistance you carry. Like this was not a lie and a truth or anything about that. This is just a thought creating an experience. All your thoughts create experiences in your body, in your life, in the physical. So it's about being very particular with the ones that you entertain. And it's about being very picky with the ones that you allow to live in your subconscious, because a lot of our manifesting power is there. And we're manifesting from an unconscious place, which is where like doing shadow work or doing this type of awareness work is beneficial because then you take back the reins and you have control consciously of what you really want to create as opposed to what's being created for you by default. I could not agree more to be able to look at the the root of the belief, the root of the the manifestation or the thought and, and reprogram that for what, what you do want. And we are powerful. We can do that. And having somebody, a facilitator like Kelsey or myself or somebody who can see those blind spots that we don't normally see is so powerful. Um, Yeah. On that note, I think we're going to close down the show for today. Thank you so much. Was there anything else, Kelsey, you wanted to like wrap up before we close out the show? Let me feel into it. I just personally want everyone to feel great, to live their best life, to embrace it all, to create what they want, and to focus on their feelings in a way that cultivates good ones for you. Because at the end of the day, we're all just here to experience this realm of emotions and experiences and people, places, and things. But really just keep in mind like the feelings that you're after and make it your goal to cultivate those. And if you feel like you can't cultivate them, why not? What is stopping you? What is there right now? And usually that is an invitation to work through that to get to the other side. So yeah, stay strong, be brave and live your best life. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we close out that you could have just answered this question for that was so beautifully said, how may we, the listeners as an act of gratitude be of service for you in return today? Yeah. um, Really just like I said, by having a great experience that fills my heart. Um, If you want to write and be like, Oh, I heard you on that podcast. It was really helpful. I like this thing. I love that. You can find me at Kelsey Aida on Instagram. Um, You can listen to my podcast, High Vibe in It. That's a great place to start if you like me talking at you for long periods of time. (laughs) And yeah, everyone can probably go to their local bookstore and check out Letters to the Universe if you're really resonating with this, but no pressure. That's just a resource that's there for everyone. And I'm a resource on Instagram at KelseyAida.com on my podcast, High Vibe in It. So there are lots of ways to 
get into my world if you're flowing with this conversation so that we can keep this co-collaboration going because probably you have questions and I might channel some answers at some point in the book or in the podcast or on an Instagram live or on my stories. I put a lot of fire in my Instagram stories. So if you follow me on there, get into my stories. Um, But yeah, that's it. Just connect with me. Love it. I love it. And if you guys feel called to share this episode, just in general, or what you think about girlfriend or sister or whoever, I always say, please share it along because you never know what one little thing can can shift somebody's perspective, can change their lives. That's one of the reasons why I started this show was because how much channel information I got from different podcasts to help me retrain those subconscious beliefs and change my life, become the master of my life. Yeah. So, Sometimes you just hear that one line and you're never the same. <laughs> you never see your life the same. You never exist the same. You're just elevated from that moment on. So I couldn't agree more. Podcasts are powerful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for putting your podcast out in the world and coming on here today. It was so wonderful diving in deep manifestation work with you today. Yes. Thank you. This is so fun. Anytime. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body 